The Education Secretary, Miguel Cardona, uh, said in a statement yesterday, while we await the Supreme Court's decision, the pause on student loan payments remains in effect. You still don't have to pay on a student loan. The Supreme Court is considering whether or not the president has the right to eliminate up to $20,000 of student debt. Attorney Ray Kaplan specializes in student loan debt. We asked her to keep score on this for us. Hi, Ray. Where are we in that hearing today? Hey, John. Um, well, it was really interesting. I listened to the, you know, about two hours of oral arguments yesterday, and both sides, I thought, made some really good points. The Solicitor General of the United States, though, I thought made a very convincing and persuasive argument that the plaintiffs in this case lack standing under Article 3, which means that they are not the right party to bring this lawsuit. And so if they lose on standing, they don't actually ever get to the issue of whether or not this is a constitutional order and the Biden loan forgiveness program will win, will survive. So I thought that that was really interesting and really just she did just a brilliant job. Um, A lot of the conservative justices, they did focus on you know, how large this debt relief program is. And I guess the answer to that is that that was Congress's intent under the HEROES Act, um, which provided that in circumstances of a national emergency, that the Secretary of Education would have the ability to forgive large amounts of student loan debt. But the audience that that was intended for was first responders or military members, wasn't it? Um, originally it was, it was for that, but it, the, the statute itself is very, um, broad and gives the secretary very expansive powers to create modifications and waivers pretty much of, of anything student loans, because the idea there is that the secretary understands essentially, um, how to do that in a way that's narrow enough to give people relief during a national emergency like a pandemic or, God, you know, or like a September 11th type right. of situation. We're talking to Ray Kaplan. Her website is financialrelief.com. Our Chicago take on student loan forgiveness is sponsored by the Um It seemed like the justices were saying about this, what they said about platforms being held responsible for the content there. Remember the hearing last week in which they said, this seems to be more like an issue for the Congress rather than the Supreme Court. And at one point, one of the justices said something like, I think most people would say that the president shouldn't have this blanket ability to reduce debt. And I thought, I think most people would agree with that. But I also think most people would take it. And I don't think it's most people's decision to make. You're the Supreme Court. You're being asked to judge the constitutionality of the president's plan. So I kind of, I was a little, I don't know if I was surprised, disappointed, confused by the fact that they would even reference what quote unquote most people think. Ray, what's that got to do with it? Yeah, um, I, I, I agree with you. I was a little surprised about that too, because of course, um, you know, when you look at it that way, then every single thing would have to go through Congress. But the interesting thing there is that what the solicitor would argue, and I think what she did argue, is that, well, Congress 
has spoken on this issue. And what they said is, if there's a national emergency, like a pandemic, then the Secretary of Education, we give him broad authority to waive or modify the uh, HEA, which is the Higher Education Act uh, statute, to, you know, for purposes of giving borrowers relief. So I think there's a good answer for that. Um, but it, it, it was interesting because, you know, we, we're so focused on, um, you know, whether or not this debt relief is going to go through. And I, I think ultimately it probably won't survive. Um, but there are a lot of other provisions under the statute to get relief to people, to lower your payments and, you know, sometimes ultimately get your loans forgiven. Of course, we help people with that all the time. Um, but the point is not just to give people this windfall. Really, the point is to give people relief because of the pandemic. And so there are other constitutional issues that arise. And I think that this is a really, a really good, interesting case because it will solve some, some interesting um, issues regarding separation of powers and, and things like that. But again, if they don't, if they don't clear that standing hurdle, then they're not going to decide whether or not the whether or not it was constitutional. A state brought it up rather than the state agency that actually administers the loans, and the state agency isn't the one that is actually petitioning the court. It seems to me like another fundamental issue here is, does somebody suffer a loss as a result of this? If I grant you $20,000 in student loan relief, um, how how does somebody else suffer? Can you talk about that, Ray? Isn't that critical? Um, somebody needs to say, I was injured by this, and that's why I'm coming before the court. So who suffers as a result of student loan forgiveness? Right. So that was a really interesting issue, too, because Mohila is kind of a state-operated agency. They are a major federal student loan servicer. And so the state of Missouri was kind of um, bringing the lawsuit on Mohila's behalf. But Mohila, which is a separate legal entity, um, did not bring the lawsuit. So what the argument there is by the point um, or the argument by the, the state, by the Biden administration, is, um, look, you can't have it both ways. Either you are a separate entity and you get all of the benefits of being a, a separate entity or you are a state entity. Because if you sue Mohila because, let's say, Mohila violates somebody's rights, that is not the same as suing the state. And the state of Missouri um, went to great lengths to make sure that that was the case so that every time Mohila, which is a servicer, potentially did something wrong, right. the actual state of Missouri would not be held right. liable. That's not us you until know, it's so, this case. But, uh, you know, it also seems to me like if, and remember, student loan forgiveness was an issue before the pandemic. Um, it was something that an Elizabeth Warren or a Bernie Sanders or a Joe Biden would talk about, say. Um, but then it became a pressing issue. And in fact, we had forbearance still in place as a result of the pandemic. It seems to me, though, that we're quote unquote out of the pandemic now. The urgency, the immediacy of that issue is sort of getting lost here. So now it just seems like a government handout rather than some kind of relief from a crisis. We've gone about three years without having to pay on student loans. You know what I mean? Right. And I can, yes, and I can completely see that issue. That is, there's a tenuous connection now between 
the pandemic and the student loan relief. So I, I do think that, that that is a problem for the Biden administration because, you know, perhaps if they had done this earlier, yeah. then that connection would be would be stronger. So so we'll have to see. But a lot of interesting issues to bring up. But but I agree with you. I thought it was um, a little disappointing that um, Chief Justice Roberts brought up kind of uh, the common man assertion, not that those things aren't to be taken into consideration, because on some level, everything about our laws is based on some kind of common sense. Right. But there are much um, bigger issues and there's a, a deeper analysis that has to take place in order to uphold the separation of powers. Uh, so I thought. I got 45 yeah. seconds left. Uh, what, this is from the education secretary. While we await the Supreme Court decision, the pause on student loan payments remains in effect. Payments will resume 60 days after the Supreme Court announces its decision. Payments will resume 60 days after. If it is not made a decision or resolved the litigation by June 30th, payments will resume 60 days after that. That would be September 1st. There's also, though, interest forgiveness in the works. Is that going to happen, Ray? Yes, I really do believe that is happening. So that's under the IDR account adjustment. That's a really interesting um, new benefit, too, where especially for those of you guys who have um, federal loans that are the old type of federal loans, if we do a federal consolidation to turn them into the new type of federal loan, um, you'll likely get your loans much, much closer to forgiveness. Um, of course, there's the Biden COVID forbearance, which is the interest freeze. Um, but a lot of these new provisions that are not under challenge right now, and I don't think are going to be challenged, yeah. are going to provide a lot of relief for all that interest that has has accrued over the years. And then, of course, there's that new payment plan, which essentially creates a 100% interest subsidy, which in effect is a 0% interest plan. And we can get your loans into that new repayment plan, which I think is very, very important. Ray Kaplan with the Kaplan Law Firm. Financialrelief.com is the website. Thanks, Ray. Always appreciate your insight on this. Thank you. Have a great one.